This is the Blind Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs and business professionals execute their vision by guiding them to profitability. On this episode, we are talking to Matt Cohn. He is a digital nomad, living in multiple countries of the year, finally setting down. Uh, but we talk about and go into detail about how you can live a nomad lifestyle, how to be successful at living a nomad lifestyle, just like Matt why travel is important, and marketing tips to expand your business. Enjoy today's episode. Let's go. Hey, Matt. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. It's great to be here. Awesome. On point. <laughs> Before we get into the heavy-hitting questions about business and entrepreneurship, uh, we have to talk about the important stuff. And being a world traveler like you are, um, this, I'm, I'm very curious to hear the, this answer to this question. So uh, if you, imagine you just had the absolute best day of your life. Where are you going to eat and what are you going to order to make your day complete? Mm. All right, so... Um, so yeah, so every Wednesday, pretty much every Wednesday is here. I go to this sushi place in, um, in Medellin. It's called Sushi Market and it's, pro it's like the best sushi ever. Hmm. Like it's, um, it's one of those, it's kind of like Chipotle, you know, you go every time and you know, you're going to be really, really happy. Um, which is a good feeling. It's reliable. Anyways, uh, what do I get? So they have what's called a Cusco roll, which is like. It's a Peruvian influenced roll, um, and it has like I think it has mangoes, and I think it has some other like, like fish or meat or something. I don't I don't really I don't ask questions, you know. Just order it because it, it's good. Um, so I would get that, and then I would get they have a really um, really cool dessert. It's like it's like chocolate popcorn with ice cream, um, and that's amazing. So that's my meal. I mean, that's really surprising that uh, Colombia, of all places, has amazing sushi. Yeah, it, um, I think, yeah, I think it's because Peru or Colombia, they're both coastal countries, so, you know, there's lots of fresh fish, and maybe they've, I mean, the fish here is really, really good, so maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, it's good but, stuff. But it's good. So we're going to get good. right into the podcast and ask some more business questions. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Questions. Yeah, right. So tell me about it. Um, so the first question is, tell me about a time that you felt lost or blind in business and how did you overcome it? I mean, how about every day, right? <laughs> right? Like, I, I think, um, I think the, the quicker that you want to move and the faster you try to move, the more mistakes you're going to make, which is just like inevitable. And which, which inevitably makes you feel lost, right? I mean, so it happens pretty much every day, you know? Like, there's always a little bit of doubt. There's always a little bit of stress. It's really just, like, how do you manage that and how do you kind of not let that get you out of alignment of, like, where you're headed? Um, so, I mean, I guess a few examples would be... Um, you know, being in being in business debt, personal debt, that's always a difficult thing, um, because you know, just you to to think from a kind of a fear or like a scarcity type mentality, and that causes you to make decisions that are not good because you're acting emotionally 
Um, and so it's very important that you're able to kind of be resilient when, uh, when you are feeling lost and when you are struggling because, you know, nobody's going to believe in you like you can. Um, and so you really just have to, within yourself, be like, I'm doing this because of this reason and always tie it back to the reason that you are doing it. Otherwise, it's just going to be very difficult um, and become more of a chore. And that's, that's not what you got into entrepreneurship for in the first place, you know? Yeah. So I know uh, we were talking a little bit off air and, and you were talking about the aspect of work-life balance and um, not having, you don't have to work the 10, 12 hour work day and you can kind of optimize your time as efficient and, and as best as you possibly can. Um, you know, being that you're, being that you're in a foreign country at this point, um, what is that, what is that like? What is that like for you and how has that helped uh, and shown more clarity in your business and life? Yeah, so, so that's a really good question. And I mean, you know, we get so caught up in all this business stuff, but like really the greatest, the greatest breakthroughs happen when we're disconnected and we're, when we're in a place of just kind of like, you know, clarity, right? Because when you're caught up in business and you're caught up in certain things, you're not thinking the same as you would in another different setting. And so when you, when you have the ability to spend more time outside of work, it allows you to get more perspective on everything that you're doing, right? I mean, you know, that's a big part of why I love to travel. It's like I get to see how other people live, how other people think, you know, how other people operate, um, and how other cultures you know what they're like and, and I'm able to kind of pick and choose from those things and then create my kind of perfect ideal scenario um, and that clarity is just very important and empowering so you're um, you're traveling around the world um, what are some things that have helped you become up to speed to be able to make sure that although you are traveling you are enjoying yourself you're still able to find time and work on your on your business yeah, so I used to travel a lot more. Like I used to kind of be like, all right, you know, this month is here, next month is there, trip, trip, trip. Now I kind of have learned to more appreciate kind of like getting very well uh, connected with a, with a place and like with, you know, with the culture and with the people there. Um, so, you know, I do take like trips every now and then, but for the most part, I'm I'm trying to kind of settle down a little bit more as far as, you know, being in a location for like, um, but, but yeah, as far as like how to make time when you're kind of on the go, I mean, first of all, it is really hard to be very productive, constantly traveling. Like I know what that's like and I know that it's difficult and I know that I've been a lot more productive when I have been kind of stable. Um, but as far as like making time for it, you know, you just got to have a routine, right? You, you know, I think a lot of people, and I know I did when I was, like, when I quit my job and started freelancing, um, you don't kind of treat it like a job because you just left a job, you know? You don't want to get into another kind of strict routine, um, but really that's what you need, and, and that routine has to kind of build in the freedom, right? But it, it's really important that, you know, you wake up at a certain time, you start work at a certain time, and you finish at a certain time, um, and then that's, that's what I'd recommend. 
Yeah, I mean, just out of curiosity, what is uh, what would you say is your your perfect rhythm of, of business? Um, just kind of got go throughout. Take me through your day. Yeah, yeah. So basically, my day is um, wake up at six thirty, go through my morning routine. Um, I go to the gym by seven thirty, uh, leave by eight thirty, so I can start work at nine. Um, and so I'm actually thinking about how I can sleep a little bit more because I want to, I can probably cut some time down on my morning routine because sleep I'm learning is a lot more important than everybody thinks, mm-hmm. uh, that I, than I realized. Um, so, so yeah, so I start work at nine. Um, and then this, we started doing something a little bit differently. Basically from our quarterly goals, I've kind of broken those down into like daily numbers so that you know, I need to show up and hit each of these numbers to have a kind of perfect day that allowed me to grow my business, you know, to the point that I need to hit my goals. Um, and so the first hour of my morning, I spend doing those things, um, and those are just like you know, reaching out to connections, um, setting up partnership strategy calls, setting up sales calls. Um, and then also engaging with the community because that's important that you know you show up every day. Um, and so after that, then I get into like my first MIT and then like my second MIT, which would be like the most important task of the day. Um, and then usually I can get three of those done in about two and a half hours. So by the time that I, so I eat lunch by like 12 and then mm-hmm. after that, um, my afternoon is usually full of either sales or like partnership calls. Um, cause we're really focused on, um, like sales and growth this quarter. Um, and then usually I try to wrap up around like four or four thirty. Um, so yeah. So that leads me to a perfect sec, the next question. Um, and it's about getting more customers. So you mentioned that, uh, this quarter in particular is you're focusing primarily on sales. Um, and one of the hardest things to do in business and in life is to obtain your first 100 customers. Um, I want to ask this question in two parts. How are you doing that for yourself? And what would you recommend for other people? Uh, and what is it that you suggest to your your clients, friends, et cetera? Yeah, so, so I think what everybody wants to do is they want to jump they want to jump into business, they want to launch an ad campaign, and they want to just like get rolling. Um, you know, that's, you, you can do that, sure. And I'm, you know, I'm sure we both have people that have done that, but probably the majority of people listening and majority of people in business, it's going to take a while to kind of optimize and, and really make sure that you're on the right kind of path. And so my approach and the approach that I kind of took was, when I kind of started my journey, um, you know, I just started sharing and documenting. And so, you know, I wanted to kind of build a community and a brand around what I was doing because, um, you know, I just knew how important a community element would be in such a saturated market that, you know, is very focused on like scaling and automation and like predictability and less on kind of building genuine one-on-one relationships. And so if you kind of start from that place of, you know, how can we kind of get our first 1,000, like, true fans, you know what I mean? Like, um, I'm sure you know the concept with, like, Kevin Kelly um, about, you know, the first 1,000 kind of true fans 
brands are going to kind of be the base that you need to really scale and build something powerful. Um, so that really is what I would recommend. And for us, it's been really huge because we, we don't have a huge audience right now, but we have a very engaged and a very high quality audience of people. Um, and we've been able to kind of bootstrap and, and you know, have very successful like launches um, with very low numbers because of the quality of that kind of connection. What does quality look like to you and how are you able to cultivate those relationships to turn them into a quality group of, of people? Yeah. Yeah. So when I first got started, um, I like launched a, a, a blog in um, my senior year of college and I was kind of like, all right, start a blog, build a business, travel the world. That's how it works. Um, <laughs> That's easy, and, you know, right? yeah, exactly. Um, and I didn't, I had no idea about kind of how to do it. You know, I, I had researched a little bit, but I didn't know much. Um, but I, you know, I really just wanted to help people. I just wanted to build a community. Um, and so, you know, just kind of coming from a place of, I genuinely just want to help people is for the most part, a good way to operate. Um, and, and if you can kind of tie that into this, like the success of your business, that's a very powerful thing, right? Because if you're, if you're really helping people and your business grows because you're helping people, I mean, that's a very good formula. Um, so, you know, how to do that? I mean, just be, you know, be relatable, just be down to earth. Don't try to be something that you're not and say, oh yeah, I just quit my job. So now I'm going to be an expert freelancer and I'm going to sell you this program to help you get your first hundred clients. And I just figured out how to get my first client. You know what I mean? It's like, you got to just show up. You just got to be honest and open with people. Um, and you know, if you're genuinely there to help, they'll, they'll understand that and they'll want to reciprocate. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, are you using any type of format that you would recommend to other people to grow their, their relationships? I mean, have you found email using the best uh, the best way? Is it like a Facebook group or is it maybe just like a cold email that says like, hey, just thinking about you, how can I help you today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a good question. You know, I think I think it really just depends on kind of, you know, each business and like kind of what you're trying to build, you know, like uh, for me, I'm kind of, I'm building like a, uh, a brand for millennials, individual, it's very important that there's a group of those people together. However, if you're, you know, if you're B2B, it'll be a little bit of, of a different thing as far as community building. Um, cause you know, cause it won't be just, I mean, at least in, in my experience, but, um, but yeah, so for me, we have a Facebook group, um, which is really, really awesome. Um, you know, it's, it's very, it's very cool to be able to talk to those people. Um, on Facebook, it feels a little more personal than an email list. We also do have an email list and we're, um, we're about to relaunch our YouTube channel. Um, so, you know, we have a few different channels and, and I think really it just depends on kind of, you know, where your audience is, where your customers are. Um, and then just kind of figuring out what your unique kind of talents are. Is it video? Is it, is it content? Is it audio? Whatever. Mm. And so, um, you, you have these people, you grow the relationship. Um, I guess the hardest thing and the thing that like people are most afraid of is to just, the, the thing that people are most afraid of, 
um, is to ask for the sale. So have you found that difficult to ask for the sale? And, and if you haven't, what are some techniques that you use or words that you say um, or things that you do to get that sale? Yeah, so yeah, so sales is a funny thing. It's like, um, you know, when you're just getting started for a lot of people, it's kind of like a gross thing. It's kind of like uncomfortable. You don't really understand what's happening. Um, but, you know, that's normal, right? It's something new that, that you don't know much about. So you have to, you have to kind of fuck your way through it and, and screw up and understand how to improve um, like anything. And so, you know, it's sales isn't something that should be that should make you feel bad. You know, it's it's, and if it does, then you just need to kind of reframe your 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 mindset around that because sales is just an opportunity to help someone out with your service or with your product, um, and the sales call is just kind of the bridge to that, you know, to that gap, mm. you know, and and I mean, and I mean, if if you are seriously doubting yourself other than just kind of being a beginner, then maybe you need to work more on your product, right? Because um, you want to be very confident that you can deliver the results that you're telling people you can. Um, and they'll be able to pick up on that. So, you know, confidence is a big thing, but it, it most of the time just has to do with the fact that you're just a beginner and you're not kind of um, accustomed to this new practice of sales. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, so I want to change the conversation up a little bit, and uh, I went through some of your social media profiles, and I have a couple questions for you. Um, I have, and this one in particular, um, I, number one, I have two questions about it, and uh, I'll just show it in, uh, to you right now, um, and it's basically a picture of you, and I believe <laughs> you are a girlfriend, and so the first question I have is, physically and scientifically, how is it possible that she was able to just like curl you and manhandle you in in that type of thing. So that's the first question. Um, the second question is just going through your social profiles. I see a lot of pictures of family and friends and things like that. And what does family mean to you? And, and now that you're traveling the world, and you may not be able to see them as, as often as you'd like. Um, you know, what is that process like? What is what is that? Uh, what is that experience like? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's my girlfriend. She's, she's amazing and she's very strong. Um, she works out all the time. She does her squats and her, her curls and, and everything's good. Um, so yeah, she, she could hold me up, you know, gravity, gravity was good to us. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, and then yes, yeah, as far as like family and, and, and that kind of stuff, you know, it's, it's super important because, um, you know, being an entrepreneur, there's going to be just so many times where you're just like, oh my God, what is happening? Like everything was so good. And now it's, I don't even know if I can like pay my guys or like, you know, like there's, there's such a roller coaster of emotions that you need to have those people in your life in a very close and connected way to go to when you have those problems. Otherwise, you just become another entrepreneur that is you know, depressed and overworked and turning to other types of negative behaviors like drinking and drugs and um, all this other ter you know, terrible outcomes. Um, and so for me, it's, it's just, you know, it's an essential part of my life that my business has to 
kind of complement. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely. Um, there's this one. This is the last picture that I found, and uh, I don't even know if this is you, but um, oh, there you go. So this is your. Oh uh, yeah. Is that you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was that was in Australia. Yeah. So I mean, you're traveling the world. You went to Australia. You're in Colombia right now. Um, what was the one thing that you've learned while traveling? Um, and then I have a follow-up question to that as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, well, I can even expand on that. You've taken sure. away different, you've gone to all these different countries, and you said early in the conversation that you take away things after you go to the country or to the continent or whatever it is, and you take away uh, things that the community is doing. Um, that when you are there and you see people interacting, you're able to pick up on some things. But so, is there some things that maybe you've you've learned from different countries, um, different states that you apply to yourself? Oh yeah, I mean, for example, where I'm at in Colombia right now, every Monday is a holiday. These people do not value work or careers or financials anywhere near as much as Americans, which is very good and it can also be very bad depending on kind of where you're at in life you know what I mean but like these people are very much focused on just living life enjoying family enjoying friends enjoying drinks enjoying dancing um, and that's a very different mentality than the US you know I mean some of us in the US can't even get paid leave when we're on when we're pregnant or, or when you know when we're sick or it, you know it, it's crazy and here these people, you know, after 6 p.m. most nights and in, in some in, in most days, most places are closed. You know what I mean? Like these people, they they have balance and they have life and and they have family. Um, and so, you know, integrating that into a kind of New York City hustle um, is a very interesting thing. Um, but it's helped me kind of, you know, again have that perspective and clarity um, on what's really important. Yeah, that's awesome. My final question to you is uh, the blind entrepreneur was defined as a person that may be temporarily lost or blind in business. Um, to those individuals who are lost or blind, what are three pieces of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur? Ah, yeah, so uh, three things. So the first thing is probably there needs to be um, there needs to be a level of ownership and accountability that you take for your life, um, because at a certain point, it's going. It's it, it needs to shift from, you know, all these things are happening to me to like, I am on this mission. Everything's happening for me right here, right now. Mm -hmm. And and there need there needs to be a level of certainty because it's going to be a really difficult road and and lots of difficulties. Um, and you need to know without a doubt that you are going to overcome at some point. It might take a week, it might take a month or a year, but you will come out on the other side of that. Mm. Um, and so a lot of people struggle with that because mm. they're, they're not just like so deeply confident in themselves that, that it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's really essential. Um, and so I guess the, the, the way that you, the way that you get that, you get there um, 
you know, because you're not going to have that at, at the start, mm-hmm. which is the thing, right? You're, you're not going to have that amazing mentality at the start. Um, and so the way that you get there is by constantly just pushing yourself a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. You know, everybody wants to talk about the comfort zone and, and, and all the, you know, cool Instagram quotes around that. Mm-hmm. But it's really, it's really true. I mean, it's like going to the gym. Every time you increase, you know, your threshold a little bit more, a little bit more, and it forces your muscles to grow and your strength mm-hmm. to increase. It's, it's, it's like the same approach. Um, and so, and then the third one is, is just, you know, um, just like enjoy it too, right? Um, hey, Matt. Uh, you clicked out. I can't hear you anymore. There you go. Right? Yep, you're good. So where did you lose me? Um, third thing. All right, cool. So third thing is, you know, have fun with it. Enjoy the journey because, like, you know, you're going to get there, right? You're going to get there at some point. But it's it's not going to be as enjoyable when it does happen for you to look back and be like, ah, shit, you know, I, I missed this. I, I didn't do this. I, I, I you know, I, I missed out, right? And that's probably why you started a business to begin with, right? Because you wanted to have the freedom and, and you you wanted to be able to celebrate and, and you know, drink mojitos at, at, at lunchtime, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just enjoy it, right? Because it's not going to be here forever and um, it's, it's a very up and down road and just enjoy it. Yeah. Let it be a fun thing. Uh, that's great advice, man. I definitely appreciate that. So, you know, Matt, you successfully completed the podcast. Um, and so thank you so much for talking to us today about your experiences and business and, and everything in between. Um, the next 30 seconds is all yours. Uh, go ahead and promote what you have going on. Tell us about how we can learn more. Uh, follow you on social media platforms. Become a customer uh, and take part in your journey. Awesome. Thank you, John. Um, so, yeah, basically, um, right now, our website, differenthunger.com, uh, we're going to be right now. We're not actually going to be pushing content there. Go to our Facebook group. The Facebook group, that's like I post every day in there. There's a lot of really amazing people in there. Uh, people have met business partners and um, people have hired people and gotten clients and also just met other people from all over the world that like share the same uh, mindset as them, which for this group, it's about, you know, living more, working less. And it's right now we're, we're specifically helping freelancers and agencies um, build and scale their agencies and, you know, through systems and automations, you know, we're able to free up their time so that they do have that ability to work more No, to work less. Um, mm-hmm. so, so you can join the Facebook group at, um, differenthunger.com slash FB group. Um, and that would be the best place for now just because, uh, a lot of things are, are changing as far as like channels we're about to relaunch YouTube channel, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, just, Hit us up in the Facebook group, and I'll see you in there. Awesome, man. Well, good stuff. Uh, Well, to those that are still watching and listening, thank you guys for always liking, commenting, and subscribing. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and head over to theblindentrepreneur.com for more interviews. Being blind in business is temporary, and I hope after listening to the wisdom of Matt today, you are now able to see more clearly. Go out there and execute your vision. Have a good rest of your day, everybody.